Hi, my name is Chen. My name is Chen. Uh, I'm a VP of Engineering uh, at Flexport. I'm very happy to be here uh, to share uh, our journey, our story, and then um, how do we leverage uh, AWS infrastructure in free folder industry. So today uh, uh, we have a four uh, topic. First is I will introduce uh, what is free folder industry, and then what is Flexport, what are we doing? And the second is I will talk about our uh, architecture and then uh, what kind of challenge we are facing and how are we going to use event-driven architecture and workflow engine to solve the problem. And then third, I will share about how we're going to use machine learning and AI to solve the specific uh, uh, billing problem. And then also the last part is uh, talk about how we're using all the enterprise uh, uh, information, global information to build a, a graph uh, database and then do a advanced analysis and, and forecasting. Okay, so first let's talk about uh, Flexport and then free folder industry. Our mission is to make global trade easy for everyone. And then first, probably everyone, uh, let me ask everyone a question. How many of you have heard about free forwarder? Raise your hand. Oh, actually, <laughs> surprisingly, <laughs> most of people uh, don't know about this industry. Yeah, actually, in, in reality, all our engineers, before they join the company, they have zero clue about what is uh, logistic, what is a free forwarder, and then, but it is a huge market, okay? If you look at everything around us, literally, we import and export and then get all the part and then assemble all this uh, a product and then deliver to, into our daily life. And then now everyone depends on the global trade, 90% or even 99% in everything we, uh, uh, we use, right? And then so, but you are thinking that global trade have been there for thousands of years. Everything should be sold out, right? But actually it is not. You will be shocked how legacy it is, how lagging it is, is it just super, super inefficient? Let's take one step back. Look at the uh, uh, global, uh, uh, global uh, trade, okay? So global trade is to take around 10% of the uh, GD, uh, global GDP. So the whole market logistic itself is around uh, $7 trillion. And then in this whole $7 trillion, 25% uh, of them, companies spend 25% uh, 20, uh, into the freight forwarder, okay? And then that's around $2 trillion market. And then if we look at the freight forwarder market itself, it's actually super, super fragmented. The biggest one is a company uh, over 100 years old, have more than 80,000 uh, employees, and then market value over 20, 25 billion dollars, super valuable, and then they need 80, uh, but they only have 3% of a market share. But we all know, we all know in the internet era, the winner take all, but that's not the case in the free folder industry, okay? And why is that? Because it is super, super complicated, okay? And then I will share with you the journey, why it is so hard. Imagine, today, you are a business owner, and then you uh, invent a very, very cool product, and then 
you found a, a factory in Vietnam, they can, produce, uh, they can manufacture a product for you. And then you have a tank container ready to ship from uh, uh, Vietnam to Chicago. If you think about it, how, how are you going to get those tank containers to Chicago? First, you need to collaborate with the factory. Second, you need to collaborate with the trucking company to pick it up from the factory to the port. And then find an a ocean carrier or the airline, and then from Vietnam to uh, LA. And then, oh, oh before you uh, load on, the, uh, load on the, the container to the ship, you need to handle the custom. And then finally, uh, everything is well planned, and for sure, there will be a typhoon sitting in the Pacific Ocean waiting for you to disrupt your schedule. And then finally, your container arrives at uh, LA, and you need to handle U.S. custom. And then put it on the train. Yes, we still have a train system in U.S., and then from LA to Chicago, and then, find, and, and then after that, find another trucking company, pick it up from the train station to the warehouse. So this whole journey from the uh, factory all the way to the warehouse, in many cases, you need to collaborate up to 18 different companies or governments uh, entity to, uh, to collaborate, to, to, make a, to make through uh, this whole shipment. So it's very, very complicated and then full of exception. In reality, is that over 70% of a shipment have, all, uh, have a different kind of exception. And so traditionally, you need a human sit in the middle to collaborate all of this. So it is very, very painful, very painful for any business owner to do this. And then so if we take a deep a drill in, right, if we look at the, uh, this whole journey from the, uh, this flow show you that from how from the uh, importer and the exporter this whole journey work. First, the importer need to all us uh, make the purchase order, and then the, the exporter need to uh, get, uh, get the start to do the booking, and then step by step, uh, uh, we need to pick up the container, and they handle in the port, and they handle the custom, load on the ship, and then before enter, enter US, you also need to uh, clear the custom, and, all, and then eventually the truck, uh, uh, trucking company can pick it up and then deliver. And then usually there are more than 20 documents need to handle and a handshake along the way. So it is a relay, okay? It's a relay from unstructured data and full of data quality issue. Imagine most of this document rely on human to type it in, okay? And then so, and then or some, some entity, some company or some carrier, they do have a digital, uh, a system, but in many cases, this system are not fully integrated with each other, okay? And so you, you need a phone call, email, fax, paper, you name it. Imagine there's a trucking company with three small trucks in a small town. They, there's no way they have an API to integrate with you, right? And then all they have is a paper and phone call, okay? And then so traditionally, uh, the freight forwarder is a purely a uh, uh, black box. The freight forwarder handle this whole flow, but manually to handle that, and to collaborate with all the parties. And then that's, 
even in the in the nowadays with all the technology, with all the internet, and but this is how global trade works. Super, super inefficient and super complicated and full of exception. But at the same time, all of us enjoy Amazon's fast delivery, right? In old day, the expectation is three weeks, but now all of us expect is two days or even same days. In the future, we're even looking for a two hours delivery, right? And then so we have to rethink how this whole supply chain work, okay? And then so, Flexport, we basically use new technology and architecture, want to design uh, this whole, whole system to really uh, fulfill the future need, okay? As an engineer, when I joined the company, I was really, really shocked this how, how, how much lagging this industry it is. But at the same time, I really love it. I really love it. Why? Because it's a real problem, okay? It's not something kind of fancy or cool. No, this is a global trade. This impact everybody. If you can improve 5%, 10%, or even 20% of efficiency, you save huge amount of energy. You solve a, a reduce dramatic CO2, right? And really make every, uh, all the party can uh, work, uh, uh, work way more efficiently, okay? And then solve a lot of people's pain. Okay, I, I, I was shocked when I first time talked to our customer, they told me that, hey Chen, in many cases, I even don't know where are my containers. Okay, and then that container may con have a million dollars of goods inside, but they could not find where it is. Okay, and then at Flexport, what we do is that we build a platform, bringing our customer into the platform, bringing all the uh, factory into the platform, and then, and then bring all the carrier to the platform. So now, when I have all the information and data in hands, then we can streamline this whole process end to end, make it way more efficient, way more efficient, okay? And so it's a huge market, customer are in pain, and it's super fragmented, okay? And then third part is that it's also is a very high entry barrier for the new startup or new company to enter, why? because you need require a lot of domain expertise, right? You, how do you handle the custom in all different countries? And then second is that you also need a license in multiple countries. And third, you also need the global infrastructure to make it work, okay? And then at Flexport, we really nailed it. And then so, and then so we make customer life much, much easier. And then we grow like crazy. So from five people, within six years, we grow to, um, 1,800 people found an apartment in uh, San Francisco to 18 offices around the world, okay? And then we are really solving a real-world problem and to make global trade easy for everyone. But at the same time, I want to uh, share with you is that as we grow, right, as a startup, when we start, we want to move fast, we just like everyone, right? Probably many of you also work in the startup, so we use Ruby, and then use the database, everything in AWS, we push to production 50 times a day, we move very, very, very fast, but many engineers, including myself, when we start, we don't know how, how complicated this, this, uh, uh, this industry it is, right? In many cases, I'm even joking that, actually, this is not one company. We are kind of a combined 10 different companies into one. Why? 
air, ocean, trucking, warehouse, insurance, custom, capital, and more. Every vertical is so deep. Domain R is so deep, and the more important is that we need to stream, we need to connect all the, all the dot all together so that we can really solve the problem end to end. If today I only tell customers, say, hey, I give you the best airline service, that does not solve the problem. Because what customer really care is that how can you deliver, help me to deliver it to the warehouse, okay? And then uh, we serve from a small co co uh, customer like a, a seller in, a, uh, um, in Amazon Marketplace, right, to the huge company have their own uh, uh, warehouse, right? So for the small seller, we basically, you can say, uh, ask Flexport, that, hey, Flexport, this is the factory XYZ, I have this small amount of uh, goods, I need to ship to Amazon Fulfillment Center, we manage this whole flow for you, okay? And then for a big company, we handle this from factory to their, uh, their, uh, their own warehouse. But it's just really, really complicated. And then more important is that we are, the most, uh, we are dealing with the physical world. It's real, okay? And then it's not like other company, right? Like Google, uh, Google Facebook, everything is in the digital world. The major challenge in our case is we are dealing with the real world. And in real world, actually, it's very, very unpredictable. Give you an example. We want to know whether the ship arrived or not. All, as an engineer, all of us can think, oh, it's very straightforward, right? The ship arrived, there should be someone log, log the information, and then that's the concrete data. But in reality, that's not the case, okay? Even for the many, many ocean carrier, if you go to their website, okay, their data is out of date or inaccurate, okay? And then so you will get all different kind of inform, uh, information from multiple data source. You cannot just rely on one and then assume that data is correct. Data quality is a big problem in the uh, logistic world, uh, industry, okay? And then so now, you cannot just like you, uh, traditional uh, architecture say, hey, uh, there's an uh, update, uh, there's a something happened and I just update the database, okay? And assume that's the, the, the source of truth. No, we cannot do that. Actually, we, can, uh, we will get multiple uh, ship arrival information from multiple data source and then eventually we need to make a judgment which one is real or more accurate, okay? And then so, after we learn in this journey, we learn so much and then got burned a lot, okay? And then so it's, we decided that in the, in, this, in, the, uh, in the new architecture, we want to move into the event-driven architecture, okay? Basically, we can add any, as many of different kind of data source, okay? And then just log all this in, uh, event into the system, okay? And then on top of that, then have a consumer be able to do more intelligent analysis and then decide which one is accurate, okay? And we, uh, so we use, uh, after a lot of research, we decide to uh, leverage AWS Kinesis as our uh, basic event log infrastructure and so that we can have all different kind of uh, data source and adapter, right? You can face some really old technology like EDI Okay, a lot of this carrier, they are still using EDI. How many of you have heard about EDI? Okay, some of you, right? And then also, 
uh, we, some vendor or carry or trucking company, they don't have any API or even EDI, so we even need to build our own scrape, uh, uh, crawler to scrape their website, okay, to extract the data, okay. And some company have uh, uh, API we can integrate uh, directly. Okay, and then basically the spectrum is so so uh, so wide, and then we we use do everything we can to collect information. And I'll just get back to the previous uh, example, right? A small trucking company in a remote town, they don't have a, the, anything can integrate with you. So, but if we cannot solve uh, solve the problem, then we need our own operation people work with them to type in the information, right? So we invest. Uh, build our own GPS device and mobile app, and then the whole uh, trans, uh, transportation management system, and then give to our our partner, trucking partner, and say, hey, actually use this uh, system, this GPS and mobile app, you can manage your business much easier, you can much e uh, better, and then at the same time, Flexport can have much better understanding where are all the uh, containers, where are all the goods, okay? And then so that's, we do everything, all, we use all different technology, technique, and then re, and then work with our uh, carriers, work with our uh, customer, and then factory, okay? And to be able to inject all the information into the system. And then now when we have all the event, all the event happening in the real world, we collect them into the, uh, into the event log infrastructure. Then on top of that, we have consumer, all different kind of consumer uh, process to analyze those events and then decide what's the next step and then generate a real-time workflow, okay? And then the other part is that we also have a batch processing start to analyze all this event. Just back, uh, for example, we get multiple uh, events about a, sh a ship arrival, then we can start to use machine learning and then uh, advanced analysis uh, a process to decide, uh, okay, which data source will be more accurate, okay? And then pick, and then we can give a different event or different uh, level, uh, uh, confidence level to decide, and then to, to use, uh, to pick the right one for our, uh, for our uh, system, okay? And then the last part is that, then so we have a real-time trigger a workflow process, and then in the, uh, in the batch mode, we have a, all, uh, we can build a forecasting, um, machine learning training model, and then be able to combine together, we can provide much better logistic management end-to-end -end for our customer. And then, so this is a, a, good, a good example, right? It's that in our standard uh, workflow, okay? Actually, if we, we analyze the whole, whole process from the factory all the way to warehouse, in many cases, it will take up to 700 different operations. Okay, and the even more challenge is that different customers have a different uh, standard operation pro uh, procedure, okay? Some small customer, they don't care. As long as you can deliver in time, they, don't, they are fine. But the, for the big enterprise customer, they will have a all different customized uh, a process that uh, we, we need to work with them, okay? And then so it becomes, in early day, in our architecture, it's engineers, we talk to the business, we talk to the end user, and then they just, uh, and they say, oh, it, uh, to do this, you need, this is certain step or certain workflow. An engineer just hard-coded into, into the system. But uh, later, we realize that that's not how it works. In many cases, when you talk to the end user, they tell you that, hey, this is 
how you should uh, how it should work, but actually it is not. Even within the same company, talk to two different uh, different people, they will give you different answers. Okay, and so in reality, there's no best practice or really truly a standard standardized process in this industry. Okay, and then it becomes mission impossible so to say, hey, we are able to find the best or the, or the center process and then really design the system in that way. So it become very important is that we want to take one step back and say, okay, let's create a workflow engine, okay? So that based on the customer need and then based on the business context and then as we evolve, we can easily change the way, uh, change the operation and then be able to uh, be way more flexible to suit the future growth. This is very, very important. Okay, otherwise, it's a, it, it becomes very, very difficult to scale. Okay, and then so, the, we talk about the, the industry, and then we also talk about the, uh, uh, the, uh, the architecture. Basically, we are, uh, we are using event-driven architecture and workflow to handle the complexity of this industry. That third, let's take a more specific example. Okay, let's talk about a document. So, in, in the previous example, I shared that there are 20, uh, up to 20 different kind of doc document need to have a, uh, need to be handled in this whole flow. Okay, but this is a specific one, very important, is <laughs> billing. Okay, we got all different kind of uh, uh, bills uh, from our carrier. Can be a a big ocean carrier, or a very, very small trucking company, and then, uh, or airline, okay? And our business is doing very, very well. We double our revenue uh, every year in the last, uh, or more in the last six years, okay? And then the average cost, okay, to process a, a bill is $2, okay? And then we are handling uh, 100,000 bills right now a year, but, uh, and then we, need to handle more than 500 different kind of bills. And as we grow, if we double every year, you can imagine this is how difficult it is. And you probably will ask, hey, Chen, in many cases, why can you just do the system integration? The answer is yes, okay? For the big, carri or a, 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 a big carrier, they do have a technology can integration, we can integrate with them. But, in, but the problem is that it's really a long tail market. Right, we need to. Uh, we provide a global end-to-end -end, uh, uh, logistic. So, the top five uh, ocean carrier probably we definitely can, uh, we definitely integrate with them. Can get all uh, uh, bill directly. But for a lot of trucking company, right, or the, uh, they just won't be. They could not provide this kind of integration. So most of them are still generate a PDF and send through emails. Okay. And thanks God, they are not, we, we are not taking facts anymore, right? <laughs> but but that, that's the reality we, uh, we need to handle, okay? And then volume, in early days, when company is small, the volume is small, it is okay. But now, we, our volume grows so big, we re, uh, this is just not sustainable. And then so we decide, uh, we decide to uh, leverage the, uh, the machine learning uh, technology to solve this problem, okay? And if you think about it, billing, right? So you get an email from the carriers, and then this email can come from any, 
any carrier, right? It's an e email address. You can receive all different kind of uh, email which contain PDF, okay? And first thing you need to do is now you decide, hey, is this really a bill or not? Okay, what kind of a document it is, okay? And the second step is you want to understand is this bill come from which vendor, okay? And then after that, then we want to say, okay, now we know this is a bill from the uh, carrier XYZ, and then now we need to extract all the corresponding metadata, and then be able to, and then after extract the metadata, then we really, and then we have to match our system and say, hey, this bill really match our specific shipment, then we can really correlate them together, okay? And then this is a good example. This is a, give you a clear uh, example, is in the left-hand side is a bill we received from the, uh, from the carrier, right? And the right-hand side, they are the all different kind of a PDF document, okay? And we need to train the system, say, okay, which one is bill, which one is not, okay? And then this is another, uh, the next step is that is, okay, now we say, hey, this is a bill, and then we need to identify from which vendor, okay? And when you, why this step is so important is that when you know, can identify which vendor, that will dramatically reduce the complexity. At least, usually, the certain carrier, they will always follow certain format, right? That, make, that will make the extraction easier. Otherwise, it make it very, very hard. Okay, and then these are the two different kind of uh, bill. And then, if, but if you re really compare these two, right? Actually, actually, it's very difficult because human you can read. Uh, if you look at a line item, the worst part is actually in the line item. It's very, very it's not very structured. It's a, actually it's a unstructured data. They just put certain kind of description, okay? And then human can easily understand that but it's very hard to really extract and the meaningful, uh, meaningful information. And also sometimes, uh, another good example is that in the, in the bill, sometimes is you need to identify what kind of currency, because we are handling a global, uh, global trade, right? Which currency they are really mentioned in the document. And then, so, actually take a lot of effort to really train the model to be able to understand that. Okay, so now, the next step is that really extract the content. And for us, it's very, very important to get the, for example, shipment ID, uh, bill, uh, bill of lading, and then container ID, invoice number, et cetera, and to be able to extract from, the, uh, from those documents. And then this is, this is uh, basically is, uh, how can we, from this unstructured PDF, and then how can we really extract the, the, the con uh, content and then start to build a very clear key value relationship, okay? And then be able to, and then be able to, to uh, translate that into a key value pair and then be able to match with our core system. And but at the same time is that uh, the, the hard part, if you look at the whole bill, right? The really hard part is the, the line item parts we mentioned. Okay, and then, so we use AWS uh, tech, uh, tech Track to solve this problem. We work with their team, and then basically we need to provide a really big data set, okay, and then work with uh, Amazon, uh, Amazon uh, team, and then be, uh, to really work together to learn how to train the data, uh, train the model, modify the data set, 
and then so that constantly, it takes quite a lot of effort to be able to really get dramatic improved uh, uh, accuracy. And then at the same time is that, let's, let's take this specific uh, uh, example, right? The issue is that the key value pair are very difficult to extract, okay? And then also, uh, how can you really, because it's very, very descriptive, and then how can you really extract a certain, certain uh, Text it may in the bill it does not in many cases it does not provide a key they only give you the value and assume you know what that means, right? It, it's not like a very clear spreadsheet. It's a you know there's a okay this is name uh, this is a value. In many cases in a line item they just give you a value and assume you are able to interpret that. And so we need to uh, really be, so we actually also need to train the model. Is that okay when you see certain this kind of information? Actually, that we will need to be able to find corresponding key to link them together. Okay, and then uh, so, but the, pro, uh, the the next step of challenge is that, as we mentioned, this is a long tail. Okay, the top ten carrier probably have a, uh, cover eighty percent of the uh, uh, bills, but they still have twenty of. Uh, 500 different carriers spread a long tail in the, the, for the rest 20%, okay? And then so from the data set point of view, we don't make, in some cases we may not have uh, uh, enough data, okay? Or in many, we constantly add our, uh, increase our coverage around the world, there's always a new vendor, a new carrier joining into, into the network, and then we also need to train the, uh, train the model. And then so it becomes very, very important is that how can we really link all this information together? So we basically build a system that uh, also have a manual, uh, uh, manual processing, okay? So that be able to, we let us uh, machine learning extract the information and then oh, and then show that information. And if it's a confidence level is really high, then we automatically process it. If the confidence level is low, then we identify, uh, attack them, and then show up in the uh, re uh, manual review queue, okay? And then that our operation people to identify, say, hey, to, uh, to identify, hey, whether this extraction result is good or bad, and if it's bad, is it incorrect, and then they will provide a human feedback, and then we send this feedback back to the, uh, the, the training model to improve the, uh, the quality. Okay, and then so through this whole process, uh, th and then this is the screenshot to show you how do we do that, right? And then so we build, we show the original uh, bill, and then also show the extraction result, and then that the, our operation people be able to uh, to provide a feedback, and then this is a very very critical uh, uh, for uh, in our process. Uh, we can we, re, we realize is that as we grow, as we continue in uh, adding more carrier, this is a very very important step S to really be able to make this whole process, the whole machine can constantly enhance and then be more and more accurate. Okay, so that's the first example is how are, how are we uh, how do we use a machine learning and AI and to uh, to solve one specific. Uh, uh, document digitalization issue. And then the next I would love to share is how do we use the knowledge graph, okay, if, uh, to do a lot of very interesting analysis. 
If you look at this, right, uh, look at uh, the problem we try to solve, actually, how do we handle a container from A to Z? Actually, it's a graph problem, right? For in our, uh, it, let's say if I have a, a, a factory in Shenzhen, China, Shenzhen to Hong Kong, Hong Kong to LA, LA to Chicago, and it actually it's a graph, okay? And then so in this whole journey, actually we accumulate, uh, we accumulate, collect a lot of super, super valuable information in this whole shipment process. We know how frequently uh, 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 a customer do the purchase order. We know how long a factory to prepare, uh, to manufacture and get, thing, uh, get container ready. And then we know from point A to point B, point B to point C, how long does it take, how many exceptions we need to handle, right? And then uh, also in each node, how, how, what's the complexity there and how reliable there, uh, okay? And it's, we need to, in certain node, we need to handle custom, okay? And in certain a warehouse, we need to hand, deal with the, uh, the fifth problem, right? In, uh, just give you an example, some very high value but small item, okay? And especially through the, uh, air, uh, through the airline, okay? And then you put them into the warehouse, actually we, we definitely face the, 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 uh, the stolen problem, okay? And all this information are become very, very important data. And then we want, we uh, accumulate all this information and then now we want to use this to and then leverage the, the graph database and then build all the relationship between all this information. And then on top of uh, this information, then we can do a lot of very interesting uh, uh, um, analysis, okay? This is just one example is that now on top of the uh, graph database, we can do, for example, What's the best way, what's the shortest pass, right, by, uh, by the total time, okay? So that uh, we can, just if you go to uh, like uh, Expedia, we want to be able to uh, tell uh, our enterprise customers that through which route you can get your container in the, uh, the fastest time, right? Or you want to know is that a certain route might have the sh shortest or fastest time, but it's not on time. Okay, what I mean is that got delay, okay, or got rollover, or for every, or various reasons, it's not customer say, I don't care whether it's the fastest, but I want the most reliable. When I say I want to deliver within 20 days, I want that 20 days. How on time, what's the percent, uh, how, how, how confident you are for the on time performance, okay? And some customers say, I just want the lowest cost, okay? or I want the fastest. So everyone need a different uh, a demand. Or we can even say, hey, and then from the flexible point of view, we can start to, based on all this analysis, we can offer very, very different kind of uh, a service package for our customer, right? Fastest, the best on-time on performance, or the lowest cost, and you don't care how long you take, right? And then so, actually not keep the customer and also flexible much more vi uh, uh, choices with a much better visibility and then a, re a much more re uh, reliable result, okay? And so with all this data, we also leave it uh, uh, on this graph database. We also uh, build a uh, machine learning model and to train them, okay? 
And in many cases, we even are able to do is that even certain, a certain route, we have never done it before, but with all the information, we are able to kind of forecast, project is that, hey, this is a new trade lane, we never handle it, but we think this is probably how long will it take, or what's the cost it should look like, okay? And then customer love it, customer love it. Um, so, and then, so, they, they, uh, so they, this is a, a, a kind of a visualization is that based on all those analysis, and we start to show, we can really show is that uh, how on, this is based on the uh, on-time performance and then uh, be able to do a lot of advanced uh, visualization. Yeah. And so if you take one step back, right, even though we tell customer, or at least for now, we say we are freight forwarder, but in reality, we are a data company. We don't own truck. We don't own uh, carry, uh, we don't own ship, right? What we really do is that really collaborate and then collect all the information. And with the digital information, we are able to drive how the physical world work, okay? And then so along the way, we accumulate very, very valuable enterprise level information, okay? It's not as, huge, as big and humongous like Google or Facebook in the consumer-based information. It's like, oh, user XYZ, click this link, right? It's a, the value of each, each entry of a data is very, very small, but in our case, it's that every, entry, every piece of data is extremely valuable. I still remember I visited um, uh, one of my customers. The, the customer told me, asked me, hey, Chen, can I download all our uh, shipment information so that we can un have better understanding how are we doing in our supply chain? I said, bingo, right? Because in reality is that we know much better than our customer about how they are doing in the supply chain. I know how frequently it takes uh, to do the shipment, right? And what's the volume, what we even know, the, 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 uh, how much test duty they owe, okay? And then how reliable they are, which supplier really be able to uh, deliver on time, okay? Get the cargo ready for the, for the pickup. We actually have all those kind of information. So now on top of this, all this enterprise uh, logistic information, we can do a lot of innovation on top of it. Okay, for example, so we draw out, uh, we, uh, the first one is very basic, is that we are able to start to handle the custom, provide a custom service for our customer. And the second is that we start to uh, provide an insurance, uh, insurance service on top of that. Because now we have all this data, we are able to do more advanced analysis, and now we also uh, roll out, uh, uh, last year we also rolled out uh, capital. We are able to lend money to our customer. Okay, because we know how reliable they are. And then even better is that we, we know better about our customer than any bank. Okay, and then we know how reliable they are and how, how much money they really need to, to support this kind of uh, logistics and shipment. And then so we are able to do, do this kind of innovation. We call data product on top of it. Okay, and then so the, the, the key thing is that if you, I've been at Flexflow for two years, right? I, I just love love how complicated this problem it is and then how much change we can make to the global trade, 
okay? And it's just way uh, lagging, and then with the right technology, with the right uh, optimized uh, process, okay? And then be able to constantly iterate and then fine tune this whole process, we can make the global trade much, much easier and way more efficient for everybody, okay? And this is, uh, we, are, we are just at the beginning of, it, of the journey, okay? And then, as I mentioned, is that this market is super fragmented. And then, uh, if you look at all our competitor, they are big, okay? They are really big, tens of, uh, tens of thousands of people to, and then in many cases, they need to manually handle all this exception. And then some, you probably ask, why can they use a new technology to do it? As some competitor, big competitor, if you go to their website, it requires 15 different login to log into an air system, log into ocean system, right? It just really, the mindset is very, very different, okay? And then that's why uh, Flexible can, can grow, uh, grow so fast and then to, to really disrupt the, uh, this, uh, this market. And then that, that, uh, that's why we become one of the hottest uh, startup uh, in Silicon Valley. Yeah, so this is my sharing, and then uh, thank you very much, and then, yeah.